Welcome to the Agent Leader Podcast. My name is Brent Kelly, your host. Thanks so much for joining me on another episode. As always, the purpose of the Agent Leader Podcast is to help you as an agency leader gain clarity, build consistency, and make a commitment to become your best version possible. And I'm trying to continue on my promise of delivering world-class guests. And, um, you know, I've had a few guests on, and of course, recently I had Matt Fairbanks, and hopefully you listened to that podcast, uh, producer and sales leader and uh, part of EHD Insurance. And Matt comes with a lot of experience, uh, certainly at this point, also coming from the benefit side. And I thought people would say, you know, Brent, what about maybe newer producers that have been in the, the game maybe just a few years? What about them? Are they successful? Some of the things you talk about, could we hear some of their stories? And I want to bring in a really special guest. Brittany Stennett today, who is an insurance professional, sales leader. I'll, I'll call you that, Brittany, just because you lead. I know you're not the actual sales leader, but you do such a great job as advisor and a producer out there with Peel and Holland in the great state of Kentucky. And I'll let you tell a little bit about kind of your background and how you got into it. But I'll just tell you to uh, the audience, if you want to listen to someone who has passion and energy and loves what she does and is getting great results, well, then get your pen and paper because I guarantee Brittany is going to share some, some nuggets. Brittany, before I get to you officially, I do want to make one just quick announcement to the audience. As I mentioned before, we have our Sitkins Network and our all-inclusive membership, uh, which is a great opportunity for agencies to uh, hear about some things that Sitkins is doing and be part of our programs that are, that are ongoing. And by the way, Brittany may share a little bit about the program she attended as uh, part of our, of our network group uh, on this interview as well. But we are going to be kicking off all of our core programs early this fall. So if you've been kind of on the fence or wondering what this is all about, this is a great time to get in, to get your team registered and get started here as we kick off uh, the second half of 2021. Just go to sitkins.com slash AIM. That's sitkins.com slash AIM for all-inclusive membership. We'd love to talk to you and see if it's a good fit for you and your agency. So Brittany, are you ready to have a great conversation? Welcome to the Agent Leader Podcast. Yes, Brent. I'm very excited and um, just humbled to be here to join in and, and have a conversation. And hopefully a few people can, after listening today, will walk away with um, feeling inspired and encouraged and, and ready to go out there and make some phone calls and get some new future ideal clients. Yes, I love it. And, and you know, I, I, I told Brittany because she's like, I you know this is this is something new. I don't think this is your first podcast you've ever done. Is that fair? Yes, that's fair. It's just, it's just a couple of people having a conversation over, over a pretend cup of coffee. And again, I, I have had many interactions with Brittany, uh, really as part of our Producer Fit program. And uh, she also is one of our top people that went through that program. So we had a winner's call because Brittany is a winner. And she shared some more information within that. And I thought, you know what? She would be just such a great guest. Um, not only because uh, she's just a likable person that people should hear from, but she's had results to back it up. So before I get into some of that, just give us a background. I know outside of insurance, you know, talking to you, you've also got a family life out there. So yes. tell the people just about your family, how long you've been in the business and just kind of how y'all got started. Yes, of course. So I am married. My husband and I are about to celebrate our ninth year of marriage in a couple of weeks. And um, we have two daughters a five-year-old and a three-year-old. So Isabel and Lucy. Yeah, Isabel's about to hit kindergarten. So I am 
not ready for the school system. I think I'm so nervous about it, but it's okay. And I'm, I'm excited for them. I've been in insurance at Phil Holland for four years now. I just celebrated that a few months ago. You know, my story is probably similar to getting into the insurance business as most agents. You know, I'm not a second generation. I don't have anyone in the business and uh, I didn't go to school for insurance. I found myself at 28 working for a larger company in Callaway County. And I was a few years in my marriage and we had our first daughter and I was capped. I wasn't able to move up in the company. My boss was just a few years older than me. So he, he wasn't leaving. And so I didn't have a lot of growth and I wanted more. I wanted more for my family. I wanted more freedom within my schedule and to be challenged and learning and growing. And so I got to a point where I was like, okay, I need to make a move, but we love our community. Mm-hmm. And so my husband actually helped me and he found the posting for Pill and Holland. And it was the only company I applied for. And I interviewed and here I am four years later and I love it. I love the company. I love the culture, the people and, and insurance. So, yeah. Well, you know, you know, Brittany, first of all, I can, you're right. The story that you share is almost all insurance professionals mm-hmm. that make it aren't second or third generation. It's like you kind of found your way into it, right? To some mm-hmm. degree, it wasn't like you're probably dreaming as a small girl. I can't wait to be an insurance advisor someday. But you know, use the word that I think is so important, why this business is so great. And the word was freedom. And you know, done the right way, there is such freedom in this business and certainly capacity work with your clients, but also be able to do something that really uh, does make a true difference out in the marketplace yet still have the time and energy for family or whatever other endeavors you want to do. And certainly um, with a five and three-year-old, I know you're busy. Um, I've got a three-year-old. I don't have a five-year-old anymore, but I got four others outside of that. So if you, again, don't ever come to me for mentorship for uh, for daughters, but I have four of them. So I'm sure I've done enough. I've had enough mistakes to learn something along the way. They're very Uh, different. (laughs) Yes. Well, let's wait till the teenage years. So, you know, I, I would ask you to, and you know, obviously here, here comes Brent asking the master of the obvious question mm-hmm. that Brittany is also a female and there aren't that many females or at least as many as there should be in this industry. And then we've talked about that a little bit on the side, but, um, and I guess, so I don't want to set that up. It has to be a challenge, but, mm-hmm. you know, in talking with you again, uh, through the programs that we've got to know each other, I know it can be a difficult for, for a lot of females in this industry sometimes to break through in different areas. And so share with me maybe some of the frustrations and challenges that you've had. And then, you know, tell us about what do you specialize in and what does your book look like? And so just kind of give some perspective from the business side of things, if you would. Yeah, you're right. There aren't a lot of females, especially in the producer role on the property and casualty side. You see it more often on the benefits. And so especially where I'm at, there's not. I don't run into that often, but I don't use it as as a negative. I don't view it as something that I'm. I can't have what everyone else has, or I can't be successful because I'm not a male. I'm just me. And this is who I am. And I, um, I love what I do and I want others to see that. And so for me, my niche is actually going into more of construction space. And so you can only imagine why would I pick that space being a female already in a male driven industry. And so, and I'm a very feminine female. And so walking in and, and seeing that, but I want them to know that, Hey, the values that I can bring you as a company is so great and valuable. And you will be better off when you work with me. And so I, one thing that drives me and as I continue to grow and as I want to, when people look around the room and I'm the only female or hopefully there's others beside me, 
uh, we're there for our intelligence and what we can bring and offer and the value uh, for our clients and for those around them. And so that's what kind of always pushes me to say, that's who I'm going to be. I may not be there yet, and I'm working on it. I'm continuing to grow, but that's going to be my brand. So my book, uh, I am definitely not a million dollar producer yet. Yet. I like that. Yes. Yet. <laughs> but I am working on it. By the end of the year, I'll be um, a little over three and a half, dollars I'll be a little over that, which I've been in the industry for four years, but I've really only been producing about two and a half. So it's not been a hardcore um, all four years going out. So I'm, I'm very proud of that. that. Well, so many takeaways. I, I mean, again, I just listen to you. I, I told you the audience, <laughs> she's very likable and she just is, but she's really good. Um, and for so many reasons that what she does. And, you know, again, I don't think it has to always be a male, female thing. And it's just the obvious thing, but you're right. I mean, there's just, there's so much talent that there should be in, in the insurance world of more females. Cause again, you're just proof of, of, of what's out there and what's the opportunities are there. Uh, but I also think of it too, is, and again, it's not just all male or female, but you know, when you think about things like empathy, um, you think about things of being humble and humility, I think Brittany's already demonstrated what that looks like. And a big part of it is just asking really good questions and, and determining your value. And so along those lines, I kind of want to go into my next question, which is one of the big reasons, many reasons why I wanted you on uh, this podcast, but we were doing, um, again, just to give some backstory, uh, Peel and Holland, the agency that Brittany represents, we started partnering with them officially this year. And so Brittany, you attended the producer fit program, which is one of the programs that our agencies get to participate in. And I think you started in the one in, in late January. Is that right? Yes. Yes, yeah. that's correct. So we, we ended the actual program sometime in March. I don't remember the exact date. You probably know, um, but we always want to do follow-ups and we have monthly sales meetings, but we had a, a fun little game that we ran using our app, our Sitkins app. And Brittany was one of the winners. And we said, well, for the winners, let's do a group coaching call. And just prior to that, actually none of us prior, right after, but you came on the call. We had a great discussion. And then your sales leader uh, actually reached out to me personally, Paul, and he said, Brittany has already achieved her annual goal. And we're basically about a quarter of the way through the year, right? I mean, in essence of where yeah. you were. And so my question is setting all this up is how have you been able to start 2021 with such strong results? And to interrupt my own question, your book of 350 for two and a half years in is a pretty good career for a lot of producers out there. Okay. <laughs> and, and, and I mean, being serious of what's out there. And there's no doubt you'll be a million dollar producer and beyond. I have no doubt in my mind. But how have you started this year? What, what has helped you hit some of those goals this year in 2021, Brittany? Yeah, that's a great question. And it would have to go back into 2020. You know, you didn't know this, Brent, but I hit my goal in May last year. Woo! <laughs> so it was smaller than this year. So I did increase it. But, but when I hit my goal, one of the owners called me. And he was congratulating me. You know, we were at home in COVID and, and all the restrictions. Yeah. And one of the questions he asked me, what are you going to do next? And I thought a lot about that because I could choose to increase my goal and continue to push myself. Or, you know, I'm young in the industry and I'm an avid learner and I'm, you know, and time is our greatest asset. So I wanted to take the remainder of the year and grow professionally to grow as a on 
my technical side on the sales process and sales business and servicing my clients and developing a CRM, all the things that I've seen or heard that successful advisors had, but it wasn't, it wasn't in my daily routine yet. And so I, I went out and I found someone else on our team to, and I said, will you be my mentor? Mm-hmm. That was the biggest key is that they are a leader on our sales team, but also is he's a partner at the, at our firm. And I said, will you be a mentor? And, and that's a big ask, not because he's intimidating or that hadn't been an offer for anyone else in the company. But when you ask for a mentor, you're asking them to challenge you, to push you and to show you your blind spots, but also to celebrate with you, but to hold you accountable and and you have to grow. And so we set those ground rules very early and we meet weekly. And through that, you know, they didn't feed my pipeline. Um, but instead, I got to drive the conversation. Here's the industry I want to focus in on. Here's where I think I want to grow. What should be on this list? What am I missing? Where are my blind spots? And through that, hey, I'm going to make these calls this week. I have no idea what to say. <laughs> so coaching me through that piece. And and actually, Brent, one time during our conversations, we he's like, you're missing something. And I can't give that to you. And you know what? I'm going to call someone who was laid the foundation for my career. I want you to meet with Roger Sipkins. Hmm. And he's like, I'm going to give him a call and see what they're, what he's doing. And if I think that's what you mean, and if it's not, we'll find something else. And so I think it was around the time you was actually started launching your online trainings because of all the restrictions. Right. And uh, so that's how I got we, our company got re-involved and engaged with Roger and I got connected to producer fit and I loved it. <laughs> it's, it's a wonderful program and I can't implement everything and it's frustrating. <laughs> That's a big challenge for me is uh, when you're growing and always, you know, so much information is coming at you and how do you process? Which ones do you pick up now and start working at it daily and which ones do you save for later? And Sipkins kind of has really helped to lay that groundwork and that path for me to take. So. That's so good on so many levels. And um, obviously the, the one part there from our, our training is you can't implement it all, right? We've said that many, many times, but yeah. what's interesting is growth hungry producers. That's really hard <laughs> for them because like, yeah, but I want to do that. And I want to do that. And I want to do that. And it's, just get focused and stay stay consistent in, in few areas and keep growing. I'm hoping, I really do, that the listeners, uh, I don't care whether you've been in the business a long time, you're running the agency, you're a producer, or certainly you're, you're newer, uh, hopefully you're taking some notes and thoughts of what Brittany just stated, because I truly believe, and this is, and people may say, well, this is generic, but it's true. The number one characteristic that I see with producers who are successful, and by this is true of any insurance professional, probably of any professional, is they're coachable. They want to be coached. When you think about the best producers, they want to be coached. They want to be held accountable. The worst ones don't, you know, success leaves clues as we always say. And so, you know, how do you, well, how do you find someone to be coachable? Well, that's a really good question, but you can, sometimes you just kind of see it and feel it. Like I want more, tell me what I could do. So coachability was huge. And, you know, you've heard me say, Brittany, that the greatest investment that you can ever make is the one into yourself. Mm-hmm. of, you know, where do I need to get better personally? Where can I improve professionally? And you're not going to have all the answers. And those are really hard questions, but that's what high achievers do. And I applaud you so much when you found a mentor, mm-hmm. um, someone there 
that, as you said, like no one's forced to be a mentor, but I will tell you as I've even transitioned in my career and I, you know, I still want to be a mentee, but I can now find myself being a mentor in kind of both of those roles. There's nothing more satisfying that people that really want it and you can give them just something, right? A little something. And so I can think back, just, you never heard me share this story, Brittany, but back early in my insurance career, the first agency I started with, I mean, I went through a lot of different trainings and they were really helpful. In fact, some that were affiliated to some degree with some of the Sitkin stuff. Um, there were just different names at that time. But the best thing I ever did was I found a couple of mentors and I just hung out with them. I just watched what they did, um, how they interacted with people. I was able to ask questions and they, and they knew that I cared. So they would give stuff back. And it's just, you know, obviously my thing that I want to share to listeners is if you're hungry to find a mentor, they will appear. It doesn't mean it's always going to be easy. Well, I asked them when they said, no, well, you don't really want a mentor. But if you have the right state of mind, you say, listen, I, I'm really looking to take my career to the next level. I've been watching you. I really appreciate what you do out there. Um, would you be willing to mentor me and help me? And, and, and you know, if I have some questions, I will tell you, people will, will step up to do that. So any, I, I'm kind of rambling here, Brittany, but I love what you shared. Anything you want to add to that just in that conversation? Um, I agree completely. The mentorship has it's, it's changed the trajectory of my success at Phil and Holland. There's so many lessons that I have learned from them, from him. And just, it's exciting to see because he's sharing in my vision. You know, he wants to see me just as successful and it's not about him. In those moments when we meet, it's like, okay, Brittany, what can I do to help you. I'm working for you. Part of that whole, you know, your brand that me ink at that point, I'm choosing, Hey, I'm hiring you and that, and he's willing to do that and step up. And, you know, and it's not just for me. That's what's so great. He's like, if I can do it for others. And I, I do, I think if you're looking for it, you can find it. I'm, I'm confident you can find someone who wants to see young producers who are hungry to be successful. Yeah. That's so good. I, I just say this, you are who you hang out with mm-hmm. and you know, it's been around, you're the average of the five people you hang out the most, all those different things. And I, and I heard this early in my career. I'm like, okay, that sounds good. I'm like, well, okay, I'll, I'll listen um, and do my best for it. But it's just one of those things of your associations do matter. And, and again, if you seek it out, well, right now, Brent, my associations aren't very good. Okay. We'll start to find some new ones. It's not going to happen overnight, but just seek to find people who have been places you want to go uh, and learn from them. And that's how you quantum leap your career. I mean, I've had those conversations, Rogers too, Roger Sitkins as well. Like, how can I help quantum leap your career to help you take, take you places faster that you don't have to learn all the stupid things that I did, right? I can help you with some of that. So again, thanks for sharing. That's so powerful. Um, and just thinking about, again, associations, it's peers, it's mentors, it's coaches. And, you know, we were certainly fortunate. We learned so much from, from people that go through our program. You mentioned you started Producer Fit in January but you couldn't implement everything just for the audience sake. Again, we're not have to go through everything for the the sake of time, but what were some of the key takeaways for you, Brittany, in particular from just the producer program itself? And what are you applying? What's jumping out of you right now? Yeah. Like you said, there's so much information and I actually created a list after each session of what I'm going to implement now and what's for later, because it's just, it's so good. Biggest thing I'm working on is the greatness tracker, the weekly tracker. And that's just a weekly pulse check of, okay, here are the things that I want to focus in, focus on now. And each week I create a, I fill it out and I have a grade and it's a, 
you know, so many times we meet with our coach quarterly or annually. And by then so much we've created new, ha uh, new habits and they could be bad habits and it's hard to break that cycle. And if you're working well ahead of the renewal cycle and you have those bad habits, well, you don't have enough you're behind, you're running behind. You know, we have to work so many days ahead of the renewal. And so with the greatness tracker, I catch my blind spots or where I'm dropping the ball at faster and I'm able to pivot and get back on track. And so that's what I love about the greatness tracker. The um, pods has been a game changer. You know, I used to be intimidated to do a low risk practice, but once you find out what's your, what separates you apart from the competition, it's easier to practice because you know the value you're bringing to your uh, future ideal clients. And so that's been fun. I don't have five pods that I can memorize and go through that process or I'm still growing, but I do have two and I'm working on a third one this quarter and I'm just going to continue to grow and master those skills. So when those conversations come up, I know and I'm confident in what I'm offering to the client. Yeah. Wonderful. And I mean, you know, part of it, you said it can't implement all of it, but those are, again, I, I jokingly, I, I started doing this um, on the, the more recent producer fit session. So I don't think you heard me say this, but every session I would start off and go, well, you're all in luck because this is my favorite session today. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I have fun with it because I do enjoy each session because they're, 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 you know, unique, but they're also important. But as you said, you got to find those that really apply to you um, as you move forward. And they all, they all tie together. But just to start with the greatness tracker, and some people might be thinking, what is she talking about, the greatness tracker? In essence, and again, just to give the audience some context, it's just a very basic checklist. And of course, we have uh, producers customized, and I'll ask you, Brittany, if you've customized yours a little bit, just that you can look at, as you said, your habits and behaviors. Because we always say, you, you can't manage your numbers. And this is what happens to a lot of producers, it happens to agencies, is, well, I want my growth rate to be better, or my retention to be better. And it's like, well, how do I manage that? We'll go sell more. Okay, that, that, that doesn't, that's not a strategy. That's just a, a wish or a hope. But the greatness tracker says, what are the few things that I need to do exceedingly well every single week that are going to keep me accountable and on the right track? I think that was really important what you said. There's something that I believe Brittany called the drift, which is no different than if you're on a lake or an ocean, I guess, right? It'd be faster. And you start off and you're kind of there close to shore. And all of a sudden, maybe you, you fall asleep or something happens. You look back and you go, how did I get so far away from where I was? It's just that drift. And if we don't have something every week to say, am I doing the right things? And to catch it before it gets too far away, it is very easy for producers uh, to drift. So maybe could you give one example from your greatness tracker that's been the most impactful for you to track every week? Yes, I'm not very good at it. And I think that's why I'm going to say this. Uh, writing notes every week. Yeah. Um, taking time to write a personal handwritten note. The ones that I have sent, a few of them I've heard the client or even the future ideal client has responded or I've seen them out in passing. Hey, I got your letter, you know, thank you for that. And I need to remember those when I make excuses of, I don't want to write that, that note card today, or what do I say? I want it to be personal, but short and, you know, just finding the words and getting in your head. But I think that's so rare now because we get so many emails and to take time to write those notes and make a difference. Hey, I'm thinking about you and you are valuable. And I just want you to know that. Mm. So I've seen a lot of return on that. 
Yeah, it's uh, you know, one of that, that's a very complex things we teach. We teach, Brittany, right? Writing a thank you card. The complexity is. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I'm obviously joking. I always say it's really easy to do, but it's really easy not to do, and and that's for a lot of things that we see. Um, but you know, again, these small deposits that you're making with that is important. And you know, one of the things we talk about, and this is again one aspect. We actually have ten areas of the greatness tracker, and again, producers can customize this as, as need fit. But one of them is just, would you write five thank you cards every week? you know, and just put five cards on your desk. And by Friday, make sure they're gone. Um, that I'm just thinking about you as, as these visual reminders. So that's awesome. I, I do want to ask you about the pods because you might have used the word pods. I have used it on this podcast before, but if you don't know, pod stands for points of differentiation. And we always talk about trying to differentiate, um, but you mentioned within pods. So you trying to, to differentiate yourself and we, we asked producers to come up with five, but I love the fact that you have two and you're using them effectively and you're smiling. I know people can't see we're doing this video and you're laughing at me a little bit, but the point of it is to have two really good ones is way more, you know, way more established than many producers out in the marketplace. But part of that, then you mentioned the low risk practice. So what has practicing just how you present yourself and your value meant for your confidence and your success overall, Brittany? Oh, it has leaps and bounds of my, my confidence by just practicing. And, uh, you know, I used to just run through my head what I thought it would be, but I never spoke out loud or talked to a teammate of, Hey, I'm going out. Let, let me practice on you and having those pods. And they're like, Hey, that was actually a closing question. Why don't you reword it this way? And working with other teammates, you know, getting another coworker to come in here and say, Hey, do you have five minutes? Let's walk through this. Or, you know, Hey, really challenge me, find out where, where it's uncomfortable. You know, if I have to ask a direct question, helping, helping or coaching me through that of, here's how you should word it. Or I, I feel uncomfortable. Did you mean, you know, just even your presence when you walk in that room, because now we're getting back out there, you know, we're meeting with people face to face again. And so just how you present yourself and make them feel is so important, especially on the first meeting, <laughs> you know, people don't know you and they're sizing you up quickly and see if they like you and you're relatable. And so it's very important. I feel in that first meeting to just make a great impression, but, and be genuine when you meet with them. Yeah. Well, you know, Brittany, we, you heard us say this a million times, be conversational and comfortable. And I think, you know, what practice does, it helps you be conversational, confident and comfortable. And, yes. you know, for so many insurance professionals, certainly producers out in the marketplaces, they just kind of wing it and hope that they'll be okay. And you've heard us say this, you know, you, you can do okay. You can do okay, but you'll never get to the level you could or should be. And more important, there's so many opportunities you'll miss because you're going to either walk away or be hesitant uh, because you're not as confident. Well, how do you get confidence? Well, you practice. And, you know, we always joke about it, but it's like, you know, could you imagine, and this is just, here's a, here's a thought for all the sales leaders that are listening to this, of agency leaders that run sales departments in particular. Um, could you imagine a sports team? Let's just use football. Most example, most people can get. And they go out to practice on Tuesday, right? And they all walk around and they stand around the sidelines of the field and they just kind of talk about stuff. Mm -hmm. They never go out in the field and actually run some reps in the drills. It's like, well, of course they wouldn't do that. That's silly. 
But how often do we see insurance professionals? Well, I'm kind of talking about this and this and they do that, but they don't get in front of a camera. They don't get with a coworker. They don't get with a mentor or coach and say, could you help me fine tune this question? How do I ask it better? What am I missing? How do I position myself? So kudos, kudos, kudos to you. Um, it's a big reason why you hit your goal in a quarter because you yes. some of these things, right? Um, and, and you're setting yourself apart. I did not prepare you for this question, so I apologize. That's okay. okay. Um, but I, I want you to take real world. Can you can you think of an example where you've been out and because you've been prepared, because you've done some practice, that you could tell immediately that you ask a question or position something where this future ideal client's like, I don't know, Brittany, no one's asked me that before. You could just tell immediately that your your level of credibility went way, way up because of the way that you the time you put in before that meeting. Yes. Um, I don't remember the exact question, but their end result, which I'll tell you in a minute, is how I know I earned their trust. I had called on this client last year, well, now in this uh, future ideal client last year, and I didn't get much traction. It just wasn't going anywhere, whatever the excuses were, and I wasn't very confident. And so I um, actually had missed out this year. I'd lost and I can't, not a lost account, but I was presenting and they chose to stay with the incumbent. And I was so down. I was like, oh, I so should have won this. So instead of just having a pity party, I sent out like 30 emails and phone calls to different people. And they responded and said, we want to meet with you this year. So I followed back up and we got an initial meeting and we had the, it was a Zoom meeting mm -hmm. and it was just supposed to be an initial conversation just to talk to them about what their experiences are, very open and new, learn about their business and then talk about next steps. And I was like, okay, so we're getting to the next steps. And they're like, well, can we just do it with you? And I was like, oh, okay, sure. And so I was like, here's the process. So it, at that point we uncovered, it wasn't the placement of the insurance was the pain point. It was just the level of care and, and wanting to know about their business and understanding what their needs are and their employees needs were. And that if we could meet those, then they wanted to do business with us. So I would say at that point, I couldn't tell you which question I asked, but it was several of them for them to give me an AOR. And I was very, very excited and taken back. That's, um, Brittany, that's what we call a buying signal. When they say, um, well, could you just take maybe take this over? Can you do this? <laughs> sure. Why not? <laughs> Yeah, I, pr I probably could figure that out. Uh, it was funny. I, I had to contain my smile because I was like, sure. Yeah. yeah you cover your mouth. Yeah, sure. We, <laughs> yeah. sure. We, we, we could do that. That's, that's something we can consider. Um, but, you know, I, I, part of that is that we talk about points of differentiation and specifically asking really good questions that you're prepared for and you continue to reinforce. We always say that these agent of record letters, for example, or brokering letters are the outcome of a natural of a really good process. And, you know, what you did is you walked them through a process to help them see things that maybe they didn't see in that light before, not because you told them a bunch of stuff, how great Peel and Holland is, and I'm the greatest in the world, and we do this, and we do that, because you just were patient and prepared and asked really good questions. So awesome, awesome story. All right, I have one more question for you. Okay. And then I'll let you go out and sell more business. How's that sound? <laughs> All right. Good. You know, we talked a little bit about some of the things that you've did, you've done, you know, in, in your mentorship. So that may be part of this, this answer, but you know, whatever comes to your heart or mind, please share. If a lot of agents out there, they've got a new producer or maybe a struggling producer. And so one that's either plateaued or just can't get it going as someone who's been in the business for four years, already written 350,000, the book, and will I'm telling you, will be a million dollar producer very soon and beyond. What's one piece of advice that you would give? 
I would say to a new and struggling producer, own your success, take responsibility. I am sure if you're a listener to the Agent Leader podcast or a part of Sitkin's or considering to be a part of Sitkin's network, you are on, you work for a company who wants to see you be successful, who, who want to support you. But if they're like Hill and Holland, we're still trying to master what exact steps you need to take to be successful. They have all the tools and generations of knowledge and wisdom and people who want to help you, but they don't know where you're at. And if you can own, okay, here's who I want to be and here's where I'm at. And you humble yourself and you say, I need help. I'm going to go ask and I'm going to go find it and allow those people to come in your life and invest in you and, and coach you through those processes as you are growing, then I don't see why you can't be successful because you, you have a team. You're not doing it by yourself. I think if you're sitting, the flip side is just waiting for someone to come invest in you. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, at least I sense that, you know, other people are watching. Do you want it for yourself? Do you have the drive to say, I want to be successful. I want to work here forever and for a long time. And I care about my clients. And so by saying owning that piece and going and asking for advice and your success, then I think you can take on anything. <laughs> At least I'm optimistic about it. So no, no, listen, you, you've proven it. And, um, you know, again, I wanted to have you on here because I knew you'd be authentic and genuine and share value to the audience and you boom, you hit the home run, Brittany. So um, great job. And I just, as you said, it's funny because there's those, those two parts. The last part, which I love is that you own your success. And, you know, you mentioned this briefly, but, you know, at Sitkins, we have Me Inc. That you're Me Inc., that you own your company and you're accountable to that of your success. But guess what? You're also part of We Inc. Part is the agency. But what you said earlier, the mentors and the coaches and the people, and that, that's part of owning it is I'm going to own to seek out the right people. Right. And well, I don't know anybody. Well, look harder, <laughs> you know, and, you know, I will say this too. You are in a great environment with Peel and Holland and what they do and the resources, but every single insurance professional, I guess there's two ways of looking at it. Will you truly own it, right? Will you truly own it? And if you're an agency leader, are you giving your team the resources and tools and the capability to grow as much as they can? Someone like someone like Brittany, who's third, uh, just absolutely flourishing at Peel and Holland. So Brittany, thank you so much for being with me. I appreciate it. You were awesome. Any last words or anything you want to say before to the audience before we go? Just. <laughs> No, just thank you, Brent, for inviting me to be a part of your podcast that you even think that I would be, have something, uh, words of advice to give to those who have a lot more experience than I do in the insurance agency. So I'm very humbled and honored to be here. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Brent. And keep up the podcast because I love them. (laughs) Well, thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) Again, thanks to all the listeners uh, for being part of this. If you enjoy this episode and others, please go and subscribe and give a rating review. We're always looking to grow this podcast to a bigger audience and help more agencies sell more, retain more, earn earn more, all by becoming their best version possible. And as Brittany mentioned too, as part of the network, um, we are continuing to look to grow the network moving into the fall season and beyond. Uh, Just go to sitkins.com slash AIM to learn more about our all-inclusive membership. So with that, I wish you all the best in your success. Thanks. Thank you.